9, Mordechai. It is needless for the king to be concerned lest a lovely woman refuses to be queen. If no one qualifies from the maidens who voluntarily come forth, the king must order the conscription of all beautiful maidens throughout his kingdom. Special care must be taken to appoint new officers in charge of this project so that the wealthy will find it difficult to bribe them in order to overlook their daughters. Finally, the king need not fear that the new queen will be a haughty woman who will defy him in the manner of her predecessor. Let all candidates be put in the custody of the king's chamberlain, Haggai, <clears throat> keeper of the women. Let none of them bring cosmetics from their homes so that they will be dependent on the ointment supplied by the chamberlains. Thus will the future queen be trained to be subservient to the king's servants and will not dare to show such indignation as that exhibited by Vashti at being called for by the king's chamberlains. The idea proposed by Mahuman and his fellow chamberlains appealed to the king, and he immediately utilized his new power to issue the necessary decree. Machinery was soon set into motion for the finding of a new queen. In another part of Shushan there lived a Jew by the name of Mordechai. He was from the tribe of Benjamin and a descendant of King Saul. He had arrived years ago in the Persian capital together with the nobles of Yehuda and had been carried who had been carried into exile from Jerusalem by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar, along with their ruler, Yechaniahu, king of Yehuda. With Mordechai, this young and beautiful cousin, Hadassah, otherwise known as Esther, her parents had died while she was yet very young, and Mordechai had adopted her as his ward. When Mordechai heard the king's decree regarding the gathering of young maidens, he was determined to protect his ward from being defiled by the heathen king. He concealed her from the king's agents, although he realized that discovery might well mean his life. He wasn't Shushan too long to claim ignorance of the decree and the activities going on in the capital. As her sole guardian, he alone would surely be held responsible for withholding such a gem from the king, especially since he was descended from royalty and worthy of offering his ward as a bride to the king. His crime would certainly be magnified in its intensity by the fact that he was a stranger in this land who owed a debt of gratitude to the king's hospitality.